Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you so much for listening to Start This Week. You know, what a great week. This is another week we can serve God and be about His business. And I am just so thankful that we have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with a lost world. God is so good, and his mercies are everlasting from generation to generation. Well, today I want to get back in John. Uh, Pastor Max is not with me today, but he's going to be back with me and going through John. Like I said, he has spent hours and hours studying the book of John and has some great uh, uh, tidbits. So I'm going to go simple this morning because I am not certainly not as as uh, briefed on this as he. I've gone through John many times, but but uh, Pastor Max has spent hours and hours uh, with verse by verse every part of John, and I am so proud of him and where God's led him, and he is a master teacher. And you ought to hear him preach, folks. I'm telling you what. The guy can bring it. For a 29-year-old guy, he could probably be preaching anywhere in the country. He is very, very gifted. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for this great day. This is the day you've made, and Lord, I want to rejoice, and I want to be glad in it. And I pray you just bless these listeners. You watch over them. You guide every step they take. I love you, Lord, and I give you thanks. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I pray. Amen. Let's go to chapter 6 of John. That's where we're at. And this is an easy story because it's one that so many people know. But we're just kind of we're going to go through the, the book of uh, John, so you don't want to miss any of it. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Now, I'm just going to stop there for a moment because the Sea of Galilee is always called the Sea of Galilee, but now it's uh, called the Sea of Tiberias. And I was very fortunate to go to Israel and be a part of that. In fact, my lovely wife had not been baptized and, and was baptized in the, in the Jordan River. And that was just when we got married, and and I didn't even realize she hadn't been baptized, but she had. So what an opportunity was that, that she got baptized in the Jordan River. And then we went out on the Sea of Galilee with a whole bunch of people going all the way across the sea to Capernaum, like what Jesus did. And I was able to say the prayer on this boat with all these all these uh, tourists. They asked me to pray, and that was such a neat thing. And so I can picture uh, what's going on here. And, and so anyway, Jesus, people were watching him and they were seeing him. They are following him because it says they saw miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. That's what caused them to believe because he was doing things that nobody else could do. Nobody else could raise the dead, cause the blind to see, have the deaf hear and have the deaf and dumb hear and talk. Nobody could do that. But Jesus Almighty God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Son of Almighty God, He, He was able to touch and change lives. He's done that yesterday, today, and forever. I personally have been healed immediately by the faith and the power of God. And many people I know have too. We've had a number of those things over the years. Why it doesn't happen all the time, just day in, day out, you know, I, I don't know. I can't tell you that. But I know God has a purpose for each of us, and if we believe in him, we believe uh, what we read and know about what Jesus Christ is, and if you experience him in your heart, you're going to sense the presence of God. You're going to see him work, as I have in my life. 
When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, this is when he got to the other side of the mountain. They got to the mountainside. By the way, I was at the, on that mountainside where they believed Jesus spoke to the crowd, and it was kind of fun because it was sitting there. And while we were uh, sitting there talking on the side of the mountain, an uh, old sheep herder came by in the uh, in in that kind of outfit from men years ago and was uh, taking care of his sheep. It was very, very moving as that kind of looked out over the sea of Galilee. But when people saw him coming, he said to Philip, where should we buy bread for these people to eat? And of course, Jesus knew this. He was just, he was throwing that out for Philip's sake. He said, uh, he asked the only only to test him. And the next verse says, he asked only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Jesus didn't do one of those mighty miracles that nobody else could do but Jesus. And Philip answered him, eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one of them to have a bite. He knew. Um, Philip, you know, that's just logic. You can't feed 5,000 people with nothing, right? You need money, and you need a lot of it these days. Well, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Hey, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. You remember, this was his lunch. So, folks, this isn't five loaves of bread. This is like five loaves maybe the size of Twinkies. Just think of five Twinkies that are bread. Probably didn't have the sugar and the cream in them. Oh, man, I like that stuff. Oh, anyway, I better not get off, off track here. But it, and, and so they said, well, but how far will the five, five loaves and two small fish go? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And even when I was there, there was plenty of grass in that place. And the man sat down about 5,000 of them. That was the man I talked about. I didn't talk about women and children, 5,000 men. So Jesus then took the loaves and he gave thanks. Pete, the key here, you want to see the power of God, give thanks. Ask God to deliver. You're having problems in your life. You're having a situation in your life. You're having financial issues. Ask God to deliver and then listen and then make wise decisions. Many times the Lord provides for us, but we squander what he's given us. People of God, God wants us to use wisdom. That's been heavy on my heart this week with life. I know I want to do better in taking care of things. I, in fact, I went through to clean my desk. I just, I said, well, I got to do better with this. I want to do better with cleaning things. My, uh, my new, uh, my associate pastor, who will someday be the pastor of the church, uh, Alan Chaney, he took, I went in, I ride in his van and it is always immaculate and it's an old, but it's always immaculate. He says, Oh, I'd, I'd have it no other way. And I want to do that, too. I want to do the best at life. Anyway, have these people sit down. Jesus gave thanks as they were seated. And he did the same for the fish. He prayed for, pray, prayed for the fish. When they had all had enough, listen to this, when they had all had enough to eat, they all had plenty. They had plenty of food. He said to his disciples, hey, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. Well, I like that philosophy. Folks, let nothing be wasted. That's why I'm not very good at bringing home leftovers from, from meals. I just don't like cold things. But my wife and my my daughter, my friend Todd, they, they're great at bringing home stuff and eating it later. And uh, they're not wasting things. You know, and uh, it said, let nothing go to waste. So they gathered them and filled. Listen to this. They filled, and these were probably huge bags. Baskets. They filled 12 baskets with pieces of the five barley loaves left over for those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely 
This is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that, they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. There is what happened. The people saw the power of God unfold. People of God, I can tell you this, all you need to do is follow Jesus and you will see the power of God unfold. I have seen it unfold my entire life from when I was a child up until now. If you could understand the great depth of faith that my mom and dad had, I talk about it all the time, but watched them pray for things and watched the power of God move in incredible ways. Watched the power of God move in services. Watched people come to Christ. My dad led many, 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 many people to Jesus, more than anything else because he had such incredible love and compassion for people. My father, and I get this from him, cried a lot. He cried and wept a lot. When he prayed, he just he cried most every time he prayed. He was seeking the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He was believing. He was talking to Almighty God. People of God, if we could have that kind of faith, Pastor Tom, if I could have that kind of faith, to just pray to know that my God hears me. This morning I prayed a whole bunch. I was watching the news and hearing all these Bad things. They're all negative things. And I prayed for all these things that were happening. All these people are sick. And recently, we, we lost a Meridian school teacher and coach that uh, that it just it pierced my heart and touched my heart. And the compassion and praying for the family and praying for our community and praying that we make wise decisions. Praying for our churches that we would bind together as one. That we wouldn't be so set apart because oh you don't believe this this way or you don't believe that that way. Well, folks, if it's not in the Bible, then yes, it's certainly something you want to run from. But if it's biblical, there's a lot of biblical things that we have some different opinions on, but they're biblical, they're, they're godly things. Focus on Jesus. Focus on believing that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus will forgive your sins. And you can spend eternity with him. You don't have to walk around in fear. You can walk around knowing that you're a child of the king. And when you stub your toe and when you fall down, that he's there to pick you up. He's not there to judge you and say, you horrible, wretched sinner. Why did you do that today? He's there to pick you up and say, I love you. I love you passionately. I want you to continue to follow me. Get up and use this for my glory. Get up and use this to help change lives, use this as an example. You know, of course, I lost my son. My wife and I lost our son, uh, you know, years, man, about 30 years ago now. In fact, 1992 in a car wreck. And it was a horrible thing. Five and a half years old, it changed our life. And I, I know one thing that I want to be an influence on anybody I come in contact with. My son, Luke, was. He had tremendous faith at age five. And, and I remember the one night sitting at home alone, he said, Daddy, how tall is Jesus? And I said, Luke, why don't you ask him? And I went to sleep, and he woke me up and said, Daddy, he, Jesus told me. I said, what did he say, Luke? And Luke, just a three-year-old, said this. 
He told me he was about six foot, and then he went right back to sleep. I laid there pondering that. Well, I just recently saw a uh, near-death experience. I got a man that went to heaven, and he one way he described Jesus, he said, I said, Jesus, and he was about 5'11". I thought, oh, man, you kidding me? I said, God is good. He shows his mercy to us all the time. The question is, are we willing to listen? Are we being obedient to him? God, oh, I, I was going to tell you, that, but my son's death was able to be used to win many people to Christ. And our church would just took off after he died. God used Luke for his glory. People of God, let's stand fast. Let's believe in the miracles of Jesus and let's believe in him. He loves you and I love you too. I hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 362 1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God 3755 South Cloverdale Road Boise Idaho 83709 You may also visit us at our website www.cloverdalechurch.org Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.